G'day, everybody. It's Maroon here, and thanks once again for all your support of the Legends of League podcast. You know about the Legends of League tournament, which you've had over the years, Newcastle and the Central Coast. Uh, well, the Legends of League tournament can't obviously go to head now because of COVID, so we're doing the podcast. In the future, we hope to have both, but you're listening to us from the beautiful Four Pines Brew Pub in Manly, where we do it every week. And by the way, enjoy the best of Four Pines from the comfort of your home. The team at Four Pines have got you covered with free delivery on juicy burgers, cold beers. Visit fourpinesbeer.com.au forward slash delivery for more info. But it's all about having them come to you in these crazy, crazy, crazy COVID times. And did you hear what I said? Juicy burgers and cold beer, but not just any beer, Four Pines. Now, the Legends of League podcast would like to welcome on board Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Guys, you know what I'm talking about. Everybody's landscaping these days, aren't they? Men and women. Not like back in the 70s. What was going on down there then? But Manscaped's just launched in Australia offering precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Now, we've gone years without using the right tools for the job. You don't want to get it wrong down there. Manscaped engineers team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Yeah, that's what it's called, the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. It's the third generation. It features waterproof trimmers, a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. You don't know I'm having accidents down there, do you? Up to 90 minute of battery life. It's so much fun and so rewarding. You'll need at least 90 minutes to get it all done. LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. So, guys, put it in, if you're a tradesman, let me put it in your terms. It's like an HSV Malou, but you're just cleaning your ball area up with it. It's the best you can get. We have an exclusive offer for Legends of uh, League podcast listeners. Go to manscaped.com and use the Legends 20. Use the code Legends 20 to get 20% off and free shipping. We can't do more than that to get you involved with Manscaped. Do yourself a favour and be one of their first to experience their life-changing products here in Oz. Trust me, down there, your balls are going to thank you. Crop Mop, they've even got this, Ball Wipes. It's the stuff everybody's talking about right across the world at the moment and you want to try it for yourself if you're fair dinkum about personal grooming. Joining us on the podcast today, Nathan Hindmarsh and the great, as Russell Crowe once said, I love you, Dean Witters. They're both coming up shortly. G'day everyone, welcome once again to the Four Pines Brew Pub in Manly for the Legends of League podcast. Anthony Maroon is my name, commonly known as Maroon, joined by a 331st grade gamer and an origin legend over here, the great Nathan Highmarsh. Good to see you, Hindy. Good to see you. Back again. Back again. To talk with one of your old mates who we never see um, on the TV anymore. This bloke played over 200 first grade games for the Rabbitohs, started out at the Roosters, Big stint at Parramatta, then over to the UK. Gee, it's good to see you again, Dean Witters. 
Hey, mate, how are you? Fantastic. What's been going on in your world? Well, uh, I work at the NRL, but got laid off um, in March. So I've been working at St Vincent's Hospital there mm. in Darlinghurst since then, and I'm really loving it, working with the mental health patients down there and also in the emergency ward. And, geez, a lot of drama in the emergency ward. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Friday night. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. They all come <laughs> in there and yeah. all sorts, especially right in Darlinghurst. You get them from the cross, so enjoying life. You wouldn't believe it. I saw Dean out the butchers in King Street mascot the other day. I'm not making this up. He's wearing his Legends of League. Show him, show him, Dino. The le- this is the – and Heidi's got his on got too. I've got mine on. I don't take mine off. So hey, these guys just get around with their Legends of League medallions from winning the Legends of League tournament last year in Newcastle. One of the highlights of your life, Dino? Yeah, mate. My Andrew Ryan still won't talk to me because of it. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he put 10 weeks of training in our Bobcat and the Bulldogs. And <laughs> yeah. It was good for us to get one back on. But we did have the secret weapon. We had Ray Price as coach. And, of course, everyone knows, knows he's the man that the dogs fear. You know, the, the 80s, they still haven't forgotten what he did to them. And he taught, he taught you blokes the fly. Wedge too, I think. We tried in the sheds. We wanted him to teach us, but he said it's a bit bit of a secret. So I said, Pricey, we've seen it on TV. We know it's not a secret. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it a thousand times. Boys, most importantly, the reason we got you here today, forget about the JJ Gilton Shield, forget about the nines and the sevens and all that palaver. We have got the Legends of League Shield, which you blokes have won. Congratulations to you, boys. Can you see that on camera? Uh, I'll hand that over to you and you can, you Thank can you. just hold that up, Dino, and then we'll put that back down and we'll give that to somebody else. But how does that how does that feel, mate? Yeah, it feels good, mate. Yeah. Put an end to the dog's run, Heidi. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, it was a win. Yeah. Now, you were happy on the day, I remember. No, you, no I yeah, was very happy. Because, you know, we went, um, we went into the tournament not really expecting to do much at all. Mm. And that was coming from us as players. Um, but so I don't know what the crowd were thinking about us, but we had a good time. It's always a good time going up there and getting to see uh, your mates that you probably haven't seen in a long time. You know, we, I, Paul Carriage was up there again this year. Buttes, PJ was there. So it, it, the best thing is about catching up with players you haven't seen in a long yeah. time, and you having to run around and not getting fit. Well, some of us were running around. Dino was walking. Um, <laughs> But it was good. Tim, we had Timmy yeah. Manor in the side this year, which helped a lot, having some uh, fresh legs in the team. Um, so it was uh, it was a good win, a good victory. Yeah. Well, I, I want to – we, we see so much of Heine, Dino. But I mean, I see a bit of you because, you know, you're in a, around the Rabbitohs in the Aboriginal community helping out, and I have a lot to do with the Rabbitohs too. But the great part of your story is that you come from Armadale, around Armadale, and I was saying to you just off air, I spent – my first on-air radio job at 2NZ Inverell, and we used to call the Group 19 games, and there was a lot of widders playing for Narwin Eels in and around Armadale. Yeah, huge footy family, you know, and my dad is a bit of a legend up around that area, and my dad would still be playing footy. He just loves it, and, um, you know, I grew up with a football in my hands, and uh, that's what everyone in the community did back then, and, and, and Armadale and the Narwin Eels, is, we're all proud as punch about up there in Armadale. Yeah. That's, that's what we all came through, and all we wanted to do was play for the Eels as young kids growing up, and I was, I was glad that I got to play for the Narwin Eels too, but also got to play for Parramatta yeah. Eels too, which was excellent. Fantastic. Yeah, there was a few widders running around, though, wasn't there? Like, was it your cousins and your uncles and... Yeah, you know what black fellas are like. We've got big families, man. We've got big families. Everyone's up there. Everyone, yeah. they all claim anyway. So, um, yeah, but my uncle was a, a, a real 
um, terrific footballer. He, he played younger grades at South and he was like the youngest member of the Indigenous team that went to New Zealand in 1973. They, the first sort of All-Stars team. Um, but he was a young halfback. But I remember the, one, the reason why he quit was he was um, at, at, uh, he was at South and he's playing lower grades and he said that the second rower beat him in a 400-metre run and he just said, <laughs> if a second rower can beat me in fitness, he goes, I'm not ready to play at this level. So yeah. he quit and I remember as a kid growing up, they'd all tell me about how good he was yeah. and what, and then when I heard that story from him why he quit in Sydney, I was just like, that's the stupidest reason I've ever heard for someone yeah. to quit. So it made me more determined to make sure I stuck it out and tried to make the most of my career. Yeah, he had a great career too, mate. And like, just to, one more question about it because when you left to Parry, you came to Souths and I like to think of you as one of those players, you and Nigel Vanganar and David Kidwell and Roy Asatasi, you were the very start of what became a very successful club over the last 15 years. Oh, it was terrific. You know, that first year when we were trying to turn everything around and uh, Russell was doing all sorts of stuff and we just made a really big effort on changing the whole culture of the club. And unfortunately, like for all of us, it probably distracted us away from playing our best footy because we're so worried about changing everything around in the club and stuff like that. But certainly great, you know, great turnaround for what, what to be involved in and then to see South go on and win the premiership and, and stuff like that. And it just, it's terrific. And, you know, I love still being part of the club. Yeah, good on you. Well, I'm going to get you and Hindy to um, uh, run through these results from last week. Melbourne Storm beat the Sydney Roosters 24-6. Hindy, poor old Roosters, they must have 11 top-line players injured. I think in the yeah, next couple of in. weeks they'll get a <laughs> they'll get a couple of them back in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, you, you, people say, don't they, Heidi, oh, you can't, you can't blame injuries. Well, maybe you can when it's 10 or 11 oh, I, players. I think with the Roosters, I think you can. Mm. But, but the 24-6 scoreline against the Storm, who had no Cameron Smith, had no Munster, was a bit of a surprise to me. Look, I always thought it was going to be a, a really tight, close game. But um, the Storm, they're just... They're, they're a classy outfit. Every time you think they've, they've, they've hit the bottom or they've hit the wall, they just seem to find something else. But the Chooks, as you said, Maroon, they're, they're, they're busted with injury. Mm. They'll get a few more players back out the next coming weeks and they'll, they'll, be there, they'll be there at the pointy end of the season. But they've just had a bit of a hiccup in that game. Um, Sonny Bill apparently is going to change things there. Um, but I'm yet to see that, so... Mm like we all are, but I don't know if he's going to make a huge difference to their side. Well, you know what, Dino? You've had the last five years with Redfin All Blacks. I'm just wondering, I mean, if Sonny Bill can make a comeback after seven years, you could certainly make a bloody comeback. Yeah, well, similar body shape, so wouldn't <laughs> I? You beat me to it, Dino. <laughs> Same work ethic, so, uh, you know, we probably come back. Well, I'd love to do it for half the money, though, that yeah. he's doing. He's getting a lot of cash, but... Um, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes because it's been a long time since he's played rugby league at this level. Um, and I'm not so sure, not as convinced as everyone else that it's going to be successful. Yeah. I think it's, it's going to be you. one that might be a bit of a failure. Okay. Let's have a look at the next game from last weekend. There was a couple of, uh, well, there was a couple of uh, surprise results. Maybe this was surprising in the fact that the Warriors got so close. Dino, Panthers 18, Warriors 12. I mean, they've played up against all different types of uh you know, they've had everything thrown in front of them, the Warriors. They've had to change camp where they live a couple of times. They've changed coaches, yet they keep on keeping on. But you'd think this Panthers side, Dean, I mean, another one that all over the park looks so good. Yeah, and that, and that combination with Cleary 
um, and Kikau on that edge there is getting better every week, you know. And, and the Panthers just look like they're the team that's having the most fun in the competition. They're all young boys, probably at the peaks of their careers so far and what what they're achieving. And I think it, it looks a lot like uh, a team that could go on to win a mm, premiership. Mm. So I'm excited by them. Um, they're great to watch every week. You know, I'm not a Panthers fan by any means, but they're one team that I do like to tune into every week and watch them because it's exciting to see. But, Heine, what about the Warriors? Like, it, I mean, they, they turn up here, they go to Tamworth, they live there for a couple of weeks, now they're yeah. on the Central Coast. In the middle of all of that, the coach gets the flick. Yeah, that was interesting. That was very interesting considering what mm. he'd been doing for the side and the sacrifice he's made as well as the team. But, you know, good on them. They've, they've, they've dug in there. I think they've, um, you know, they've won a few people's hearts over here in Australia. I think you'll see their supporter base go up after what they've done for the, for the NRL over here. So... Um, they tried hard. They did try hard, and they they made uh, the Panthers work for it. Peter Hicku has been an outstanding film for the for the uh, for the mm. Warriors so far for the last couple of weeks, and it's you know good on them. You know they're not they're not going to not going to win the comp, but they're going to you know they're going to give some sides a hard time that are going to look to try and win the comp. So and that's always interesting. You know the you're dead rubbers towards the end of the year, or they're not the dead rubbers, but the, when you're coming up against a side that you know the the lower half to the, the the guys up the top end, you know. They're the interesting games because it's, it all goes now down to you know where you're going to finish in the top eight. So these sides who aren't expected to make the eight, they're going to they're going to trouble some sides. Do you know they've won five games since they've been based here since COVID nineteen? They've won five games. I doubt they would have won five games if they were based in Auckland. Yeah, they'd struggle. It might be an idea for them next year. Yeah. But I, I, the thing I like about what they're doing is they're just they're just throwing caution to the wind you know they're going to go out there and make the most of whatever it is there's still six or seven weeks left in the competition so um, they sacrificed a lot I fear for them next year and I know Brownie's going there next year but I think this is going to have an effect on them next year yeah. so um, it's going to be a tough one for the Warriors how would you go Dino being away from the family mate for- I'd hate it I'd hate it what they're sacrificed and like you said what they've given to this competition to make sure it runs is outstanding, you know, and the commitment, um, especially at this time, you know, moving to Australia for them at any time would be dangerous, would be hard. Mm. But at this COVID time, when everything's in lockdown here, it's not as if you can come to Australia and make the most of it, you know. it's It's been a tough time for them. So I've got nothing but admiration for them. But I just do think that there's going to be a long hangover from it and that'll come into next season yeah. when they're going to be really fatigued. I, I think there is, I think speaking to Nathan Brown, they are pretty much resigned to the fact that they're going to be based in Australia next year as well. St. George Illawarra Dragons over the Eels, Hindy. Can the, the Eels will just bounce back? Well, I thought this was this was coming, you know, especially with Mary McGregor. It's his last game. Um, the Eels hadn't probably played the, that well for the, you know, a couple of weeks prior. So they were been scraping through with a few wins. Um, so I kind of, I kind of expected this result. I really did. Um, you know, I thought that there was a, a fair momentum change once once Parramatta changed over Regan Campbell Gillard and Junior Paulo. Once they went to the bench in that first half. There's a real momentum swing and the Eels just couldn't get back on track. So a little bit of frustration for Mitchell Moses. I saw he was shaking his head a few times with some of the passes he was getting, so which I hadn't seen in a long time. But um, I think it was the well, I think it was the hiccup they needed. So they'll go back to train and they'll a bit of a kick in the ass from Brad Arthur and, and they'll bounce back. Dino, are you a South supporter or are you a Parramatta Eels supporter? I love the Parramatta Eels. I'm a South man, but I love the Eels. And the thing I love about this team is this season doesn't finish till 25th of October. It finishes later. The one team that it's going to suit the most is the Eels. Why? I think the dry weather footy, the hot, the heat, it's it's going to be faster than what we've seen in semifinals for a long, long time. And I think the team that's that could do it, the who's got the most excitement about them, uh, Parramatta and probably Penrith. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, th- I like the Eels what they're doing, and and the losses they are having this year compared to in the past haven't been by much. 
you know. So I think um, Brad Arthur is building some real resilience in his team and a, and a team that's going to peak at the right time, I believe. I think they're going to come good at the finals and I think it's going to be exciting for all the, the Blue and Gold Army once, once Parra get there. Hindy, the Sharks have won six of their last eight. The only teams that have beaten the Sharks are Penrith and Parramatta. They beat the Titans last weekend. How far can the Sharks go? Don't know yet. Still working them out. They're a bit of a they're a bit of an iffy side this year. Sometimes they're running hot. Sometimes they're running cold. Look, and it, Johnson's a big key for them. I think you know he's going to he's going to determine how good they go in the season. He's and he's been getting a bit of stick from a few people around about his you know his ability to perform week in week out. But he's he's starting to show you know why the Sharks got him over here. You know he probably didn't set the world on fire over there at the Warriors. Um, but he's starting to really to turn, starting to really show what he can do, and he's he's an outstanding talent. But he's just got to get it right week to week. And you know, this was a great game. Titans have improved; they've improved yeah. a heap. You know, mm. whether that's with the signings of next year. You know, Kevy Proctor was in a bit of strife. He's in a bit of froth and bubble. I think we find out this week sometime what is going to happen to yeah. him. Um, but I, he bit him. Yeah. Well, yeah. it looked like it, didn't it? He bit him. Um, not hard. Yeah. Not hard. But he bit him. <laughs> what do you what do you make of that, Dino? Because I mean, the thing is for Kevy Proctor, he's looking for a contract at the well, he's looking for a contract, and on the back of that, he's at a club that's got, about to get Big Tino from Melbourne, David Fafita, uh, Herman Essiesi. They're going to have a good pack of forwards next year. It probably was the worst. Mate, time. I want to go and play for them. That's how good they, <laughs> their pack is. Yeah. You could play for them. Yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the seven or the six, Dino. <laughs> yeah. Probing. Ten minutes each side <laughs> yeah. of half time. Just perfect. kick it. Make someone else chase yeah. it. Well, see, that's what I, the last few years when I've been playing footy at Redfern, I, I, I play a different role, you know. I Halfback, 5'8 in attack, and then just shift myself out to the wing in defence, you know, yeah, right. and just get a bit yeah. of a break. And I've got a great five, ten minutes in me. If the tight just leave me mouths up Nothing's there. Nothing's changed. Nothing. There, so. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Playing for Barra. Yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, what sort of money would you want, Dino? Oh, mate, I'd do it for the love, like I did when I was playing with Parra. You know, the big names like Kalis and Highmarsh would clear all the salary cap out, <laughs> and the us strugglers would get in there and play for virtually nothing, mate. So uh, they send me free tracks out every year, Parra, because they feel like they owe me yeah. all the sacrifice I did. You don't get the, you don't get the ASIC joggers as well. No, oh, I still get the ASIC. Yeah, 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 the tracks yeah, and the joggers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's a little bit of a rot you got to get in on, Dino. Now this game here, now. Rabbitohs 31, Cowboys 30. But this is the thing, Dean Wood, is Adam Reynolds, who you've had a lot to do with as a bloke, he's a kid that's probably in his ninth season as the Rabbitohs halfback. He wins that many games for South. If he... If he, aim, if he goes for field goal, he kicks it. Most pressure goal kicks he gets. When Adam Reynolds is playing well, the Rabbitohs win. And he's old school in the fact that he's not one of these kids, I don't want to play this position, I want to play. There's never anything going on in Adam's life other than football. And I admire him so much. Oh, he's going to retire as a legend of, of yep. the Rabbitohs, you know. And I think for a young kid who grew up in Alexandria and, and played down there in the Rovers and loved South Sydney as much as what he did, it's it's going to be a, a real highlight for him. And he's had a terrific career, you know. He, he won that competition for the Rabbitohs, which, you know, those guys are always going to be held in high esteem. But for Renault to do what he does and, and to keep playing this well as a veteran, um, you know, I think he's, he's going to... Is he a veteran? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. I think he's a, he's a veteran now. He's, he seems he's, so young still. Yeah, he, he got the baby young. face. Yeah, tattoos yeah. too. You know, yeah. so um, tattooed youth. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, he, he is getting towards the back end of his his career, and I think he's gonna he's gonna end it well. And the, the thing I've loved about what South have done over the last few years is the players that are heading towards retirement. I feel like they they they've really sort of 
let them down to the, the, like let them through their last bits of their career. Johnny mm. Sutton had a great ending to his career, and I yeah. think they'll do the same for Renault. Yeah. What about this one, boys? Raiders thirty six, Broncos eight. Now for the Broncos, that was their eleventh loss in twelve starts. I mean, the coach is in quarantine. I know for very good reason. I've got a player breaking quarantine. We've got people on the playing staff uh, uh, in the um, coaching staff breaking quarantine. Uh, you know that, that's famous saying, Hindy. You can't make this shit up. No, you can't make this shit up. They're shit. Um, but eight six at half time, you thought they were a chance. But, but with due respect to you, and well, I never played I've, NRL, but who cares what the score is at half time? Yeah, but you, you kind of do. You kind of think they're in it. They did it against Melbourne as well, where they weren't weren't too far behind against Melbourne. You thought, you know what, these guys are turning up today. There'll be a chance. But then the second half comes and they they just totally disappear. But look, I've I've won a wooden spoon before. Look, and I've I've been on a on a side where you're trying your backside off, but just everything turns to shit. No matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you work at training, no matter how many new moves you come up with, no matter how hard you work through video sessions on the opposition, you just get out there and it just nothing seems to happen. So I feel a bit sorry for the Broncos, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it hasn't been a great year for them. And I can't see, and everything that's happening off the field as well, and that's, that's probably a little bit that gets me. There seems to be a little bit too much mm. going on off the field rather than what's happening on the field. If it was just happening on the field and you're, you know, you're missing a few tackles or things aren't going quite right, you're kicking the ball out in the full, I could deal with that. But it's everything you're hearing about what's happening at training, what's happening outside of the playing field is a little bit of a concern for me. And Dino, the coach, Anthony Seabold, you might have had a little bit to do with him when he was at Souths. Um, but do you think he can – I mean, we've already seen 25% of the coaches get punted this year. A quarter of the coaches. Is he going to be next? Well, you look at all the coaches that have been punted. None of them have had their club in the worst position than what Seabold's got mm. the Broncos in at the moment. Yep. Now, I think it's um, the Broncos. Yeah, everyone can you know can deal with losses on the field, but the whole place is a mess at the moment. Like Hindy said, it's the off-field drama. It's the good players leaving. The Broncos have never, ever been through a period like no. this ever before in the club's history. Um, I'm, I, I definitely think they, they all don't know how to deal with it at the moment up there. So that tells me that it's going to be long-term effects on the Broncos and this this could do a lot of damage for them. You know, young kids growing up in that southeast Queensland area have always wanted to play for the Broncos. It's the number one club. Mal Meninga going to the Titans, um, Fafita going to the Titans. You've seen that wouldn't have happened in the last 10, 15 mm. years, you know what I mean? So um, I think it's a bit of a change up there for them and this could be a real moment in time when the Broncos started, the, the ship started to sink a little bit for the Broncos and they took a long time to get out of it, and which I'm saying that because I can't see them getting any better next year. Mm. I wonder, do you think, Hindy, you know, some clubs need the best coach available, but there's still this train of thought that some clubs need an ex-legend of the club as a coach. Yeah, look, I, I can't answer that, Maroon. Like, there's, there's so many candidates from, from the Broncos who could go up there and I, you know, could potentially turn things around, but I, I just don't. I just don't know. I've never, I've never had to deal with that sort of stuff from club land. Look, I've gone through a few coaches in the last few years of my career, but I've never had to deal with you know a shit fight that looks like the what's happening up there at the Broncos. But um, they're, they're they're a young side. They're a young side, and I think for some of them, they need to they need to crack the whip on them. They need to crack the whip on them and say, listen, guys, it's either you pull your heads in, you do what you're told, or, you, or see you later. Mm. And I think, that's what, I think that's what it's coming to now for some of them. Okay, Knights 26, Manly 24. Manly have got another club with a horrid injury run. Last week they were missing both Fanua Blake and Tapao. Vital for that side, obviously, Tom Trebojevic. But, Dino, do you think the Knights can go? How far can the Knights go? 
I think they could be right in there. You know, Caelan Ponga is getting better every week. Um, the experience up there now with Blake Green and, and, and Mitchell Pearce, what he's doing, it's actually going to make both those guys better players playing alongside each other. So it opens up some opportunities, but I think they're still a, a year or two off of, um, you know, of really threatening yeah. anyone come the big games in the finals. But they'll be there around and uh, they'll do well, And um, but their club's still rebuilding, I think, mm. and I don't think they're going to really threaten anyone. Mind do you think bottom end of the eight? For the Knights? Yeah. You know, they were, they were my smoky at the start of the year. But again, that a lot depends on, you know, their, their big name players. I think their, their foot soldiers, as, we, as they say down there in Melbourne, are doing a pretty good job in their, in their forward pack. Uh, Kurt Mann on the edge there is doing a, a handy job as well. They've had a few injuries, but it all comes down to Ponga and Pierce. I think, mm-hmm. if they're going to make massive inroads into the semifinals. But you, you never say never with the, with the Knights. They came back from 12-0 down against Manly early on. So yeah. they're in, and, they're, and they're, they're willing to guts it out. And I've seen that a few times this year. So I hope they do well. Tigers 29, Doggies 28. Now, the uh, Doggies were lucky to get out of jail here. I actually thought, Dean, that they'd be better this year than they are. Hey, the Bulldogs? No, the uh, Tigers. Oh, because you said, yeah. I was going to say, the Doggies didn't get out of jail. They got beat. Yeah, 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 <laughs> no, yeah. the Tigers, yeah, yeah. I, I thought they would be. And I thought with uh, Madge going there that they'd have this real toughness to them. But, um, you know, at times in games, they're actually pretty sloppy and, 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 and leak points pretty badly and, and, and aren't disciplined in the, in the way they play. I thought the Bulldogs had it all wrapped up. And they, they actually did. They should have won the game. Um, and the Tigers got a little bit lucky there towards the end and were able to snatch it right at the death. But um, oh, you've got to admire the Bulldogs. You know, their, their roster is, is probably nowhere near as good as, the, you know, the second last team in the competition. But their players are just keep putting in, you know, yeah. and they keep digging yeah. in. And it, it tells you a lot about their club over a long time, that mm. they've always been fighters. They've always been a team that, that will battle back. Um, and they've done that well this year. And, and this was a game that I thought that they had and, they, and with a little bit more experience and probably a little bit more winning mentality behind them this year, they probably would have escaped with them. The Tigers got lucky. And the dogs there, uh, Heine, obviously with Trent going there next year, yep. if Trent can attract one or two new players, and of course the forgotten man of rugby league is Joe Stimson, who's been out injured. So hopefully the doggies can sort of build... Yeah, you'd like to think so. They've got, apparently got a lot of money to spend for next year or the next couple of years. So I, I feel a little bit for Dean Poe that he didn't get that opportunity yeah, absolutely. to continue that. Mm. I, you know, I'm a big fan of Dino and the the roster he had there is probably not the roster he ideally wanted, but they didn't give him time to spend money on what he wanted. But you know what? You don't. I just don't know with the dogs. As, as I'm, I agree with what Dino said about them being gutsy and tough. They're just missing – I think they're missing a couple of ball players there. I really do. Their forwards will do the job, um, but I think they're just missing that, that real – pivotal ball player that'll create something. It, it, they play like Dean Pay. <laughs> you know, they, I think the guy was was so un, un, treated so badly. I thought yeah. what he did to add toughness to that team over the last two seasons, they were a team that even if they were playing the best team and they were out of form, they still stuck it to sides and they, they all defended so well. They just they needed to create tries and, and come up with points. And that's a good assistant coach. You know, you don't get rid of the head guy who's made your team tough and resilient because that's the thing that wins footy games and in the future in this yeah. competition. Well, I mean, who would be an NRL coach? Uh, let's have a quick look at the top eight and then we'll go on to the games for this uh, round 15. Penrith on 25 points, boys. They've still only lost the one game and drawn one there on 25. Melbourne on 24, Parra on 22, and the Roosters on 18, but the Raiders also on 18 points as well. So we'll see how the Roosters go in the next few weeks. But as I say, yeah, they've got a terrible injury run, but they're going to start getting a few of those blokes back. Uh, 17 points, Newcastle, and 16 points for Cronulla and the world's favourite team, the South Sydney <laughs> Rabbitohs, just outside the – well, there's actually a, a gap of four points now 
to the Tigers, Manly, the Dragons, and then the uh, Warriors who've done so well. Three Queensland teams in 13, 14, and 15. Isn't that good to see? Isn't it? Why? Isn't it? Go the Titans. Is it good to see? It is, is good it? to see. Is it good to see South sitting there at eighth knowing they're not going to make the grand final? Well, I mean, anything can happen. That won't, that won't happen. But, Heidi, teams have made it from the bottom of the finals before. And then we got rolled in 09 from the eighth. Yes, yeah, that's, but yeah. you made it, didn't you? We made it, yeah. yeah. And we got beaten by a bunch of salary cap sheets, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. So do you think, in a word, they should just hand you no, the... No, definitely no. not. No, okay. I got asked this yesterday, actually, because right. Parramatta got Melbourne this weekend, this Friday night, yeah. this Thursday night, and it's going to be a... Melbourne are our bogey side. You know, we've really struggled against Melbourne since they've come into the competition, so... It'll be interesting. Boys, uh, let's have a look at these games. And, of course, this is a massive one we've got on Thursday night, Eels and Melbourne Storm. What do you like, Dino? I like the Eels. Yeah, Bankwest. It's, uh, it's a buzzing every time. And this is a big game. This is Last week they might, might have taken their eye, you know, focus off the game a little bit and a bit distracted, but they'll definitely be back on this week. And this is their, their time to show what they've got. And I think they'll really be up for the occasion. I think they'll be too good for the Storm. Heidi? I've got to go to the Eels, mate. Yeah. Bankwest, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, this game could be, you know, this will be the game of the round. There's a lot of good games on this weekend, but Panthers and the Sharkies, they've got a great rivalry too. Uh, who do you like here, Heidi, at Panthers Stadium? I like Penrith purely because it's at Panthers, right. over at Panthers Stadium. I think the Sharkies will give them a run for their money, but I think the confidence that the Panthers are playing with, and as Dino said, the combinations they've got, Kikau and uh, Cleary on that left edge, I think it's just going to be a little bit too strong for, and a little bit too fast, I think, for the Cronulla Sharks. They like to play a bit of a a grinding grudge game and I think the Panthers will be too quick for them. Do you know? Yeah, I, I like the Panthers. I think they're just, they're, they're loving their footy at the moment. They're sitting up the top of the table Friday night. What more could you want? You know, that's that's what everyone's looking forward to when, you, when you're doing well and uh, yeah. they'll, they'll be Friday buzzing again night. this Friday night. Friday night footy and then you're on Friday. the... Weekend oh, away, yeah. you get out the Panthers <laughs> for the weekend and <laughs> get out to the Blue Mountains. Oh, they're going to love it. Happy days. Now... 11 of 12, we just said. The Broncos have lost since we come back from the COVID break. They have lost 11 of 12. They take on the St. George Illawarra Dragons at Suncorp Stadium. Is there a win in the in the Broncos, Dean? Can you see them? I don't feel like there's a win in them right now. Not if a team sticks it to them for the 80 minutes. Mm. You know, they, they Like Heine said, they go out every week and they play tough and they go hard, but as soon as one try scored against them or they break their back a little bit in, in, in some way through a mistake or an error or a penalty, they just don't come back. And uh, I think you know a lot of good young players that have been over overhyped and maybe overpaid. I'm not sure what, mm. what they're all on up there, but they just don't have any resilience about them and they don't have any fight in, in them at the moment. They're looking for other people to come in and, and solve the problems for them. So um, if the Dragons stick, stick to what they did last week, we played a good solid 80-minute game, they'll be too good for the Broncos and they'll escape them in the second half. Andy? Uh, <clears throat> I've been saying this for six weeks now. I'm going to go to the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just think the Dragons may have put everything into last week's win against the Eels. Uh, having, I think whether they play Paul Vaughan this week or not will, could be a big difference, but... Um, you know, Broncos, every loss they have, they're due for a win. So I'm going <laughs> to play the percentages. I'm going to go Broncos <laughs> at Suncorp. Okay, Seabus Super Stadium on the Gold Coast, the Titans and the Raiders. Now, we've all said, Heidi, how much better the Titans have been under um, Justin Holbrook, and they have been, but can they beat the Raiders? I don't think they can. No, the Raiders played with a lot of confidence last weekend. Um, they seem to be back to their some of their best form, their exciting style of footy. Um, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go the Raiders up there. 
And Dino? Yeah, and the Raiders shouldn't get beat. If they want to be serious contenders mm. and, and build a role on what they did last year and also, you know, the reputation they got from last year, they should not be beat up there and they should make sure they go and win well. Tigers, Roosters. Roosters, obviously, as we've said a couple of times now, big injury load. But the West Tigers, there's no consistency to what they do, Dean Witters. Yeah, but, um, you know, Michael Maguire, one thing he does is he knows how to turn a club around and build that, that tough culture. Mm. And the Tigers have got it, but only in, only in, in spurts in the game at the moment. Um, I think this is a, a good, as good a time as any to take on the Roosters for them. And I like them. Saturday afternoon, you know, at, at Leichhardt Oval, it doesn't get any better than that. And it's one of my favourite places to play. And if the sun's shining down there, the Tigers are always singing. And I, I think this week Benji will put on a show. Mm. Um for the, for the fans and I think the Tigers will beat the Roosters. Dino, do you remember now of all the great games I've seen at Leichhardt Oval 2007 our mob Rabbitohs against the West Tigers we only had to win and we'd be in the finals and uh, and you played Buddy Gordon played and we just absolutely flogged him. Do you remember that day specifically? It was the only one good game I had in my whole career. <laughs> it was a great day yeah but it's something about Leichhardt Oval on a, on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon the sun's shining mm. it just gets you buzzing to play footy you know it's an exciting place and um, yeah, I remember that one well. We made the semis for the first time, yeah. for the first time for about twenty something years. Yeah, for the since eighty nine. So mm. It was a real moment for all the South fans, and we, we certainly enjoyed it that day, um, putting it over the Tigers. Heidi, what about you, mate? Roosters. I beg your pardon. Yeah, Tigers. Roosters. I'm with Dino. I'm going to go the Tigers. Okay. I think they're just the the Roosters. Their injuries, and I think the West Tigers. They're, they're like, like Dino said, they're up and down. You know, they're not getting that full 80 minutes out, but I think they're going to do enough to knock over the Roosters at, at Leichhardt Oval. All right. And Heidi Rabbitohs Manly at ANZ Stadium. This, this is, is Saturday a, night. This is a tricky one. This is a tricky one. Very tricky because I'm still – the jury's out on South Sydney for me. I'm, I haven't seen enough to say that they're going to be genuine contenders this year. Um, and Manly, you know what – I don't know what they're going to do either this year. So this is a this is a toss of the coin for me. I'm going to go. I'm going to say Manly. I'm going to say Manly. I just. Oh, you know what? I'm going to flip that. I'm going to say South. Oh, see, I gave I'm him gonna, that. I gave him you the gave stink eye. I'm going to say. I'm going to. I'm, I'm tipping Latrell to have a blinder. Right. Well, that'd be good. What yeah. about you, Dino? Oh, definitely South. Yeah. I think. Um, That's bullshit. Like you said, you didn't Ren- say that before. <laughs> 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 no, with uh, Renault having that great game last week yeah. and a bit of a buzz getting that win. That you know you. It's going to have the, the boys pretty excited this week, and then I think like, we're just Cody Walker and and Latrell Mitchell could be a great combination in the game. Um, and they're working on it. And I just hope this is one of them games when they both bust out and, and, and do some great things. Okay. Sunday's a couple of games on two. Dogs, Warriors. This game's at ANZ Stadium as well, Dean Witters. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is the two teams that have had a struggles throughout the season. So um, they'll both be going in there thinking that they're a chance. Um, I like the Bulldogs for this day. I think the, 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 you know, the improvement they've showed over the last few weeks, um, the toughness they got in the team, I think it, it'll really put the Warriors to the test. And I think the Bulldogs can get the win on Sunday. Ooh, I'm going the Warriors. Okay. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. the Warriors are they're playing some decent footy. Their 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 attack is exciting. You know, since the departure of Blake Green, you know, I, I rate Greeny as a as a calming influence on the side. But I think since he's gone, they've seemed to have, have added a bit more to their attack, a bit more a bit more exciting. So I'm going the Warriors. All righty. Uh, Knights, North Queensland Cowboys. The Knights at the moment in sixth on 17 points. Um, you know, considering what you guys think about how the Roosters game will go, then this is a real opportunity for the Knights if they can win, Dino. Yeah, I, I think so. And uh, I think Caelan Ponga, he, he'll love playing against his old team. Um, and on a Sunday afternoon, made for footy for him. And I, I think the Knights will have a big week. They, they've been doing pretty well on, on their Sunday games up there. So I, I like the Knights' chances. I think they'll get them. 
Heidi? Knights. Okay. Uh, look, we've got just one email from a from a, um, a loyal listener and watcher of our a viewer of our podcast. Mm-hmm. But whenever we get anything to do with you or Fletch, something comes up about these. This, by the way, this email is from um, Patricia in Goulburn. I don't know if you because you're from the Highlands, so that's correct. Yeah. So maybe There's nowhere near Goulburn. Well, yeah. it's not far from Goulburn, Heidi. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> anyway, only an hour and a half. Well, that's yeah, not yeah. far on that beautiful Hume <laughs> Highway in that wonderful truck you drive. Yeah. Anyway, she says, "Can you ask Heidi about the nude trees? Are we always get this oh, about the nude, nude trees. trees? Yeah. Yeah. So the nude tree. So the tree was a. It's like a conditioning move where. Not a conditioning move, but a conditioning session. I think it's a jujitsu thing where you've got to stand. One person has to stand still like a tree, arms out, legs spread, and another person's got to get on your back and crawl around you without touching the ground. So it's usually we did it. We did it at the eels as, as a part it's of awful. a conditioning session. It's it's hard. So you've got to do ten laps around your partner without touching the ground. If you did, you got in trouble. So and you're in the nude. And then I went. No, this is this is fully clothed during right. training. I wish it was in the nude. Um, yeah. But so. A lot of things had changed as years went on in playing rugby league. So there was no more pub nude runs. You know when you didn't score a try? That was when the nudie Mm -hmm. run came in. So uh, Steve Kearney, Mooks at the time, said, look, guys, for those who didn't score a try, there's no nudie runs at the pub. And I went, well, that's bullshit. You know, we still got to have a bit of fun. And a few of the boys went, well, no, I disagree. Let's keep our clothes on at the pub. I said, wankers. And um, so I said, you know what, boys? Nude trees. Stuff is. I'm captain in this team. We're going to do some nude trees. Up in the gym. Mad Monday, start in the gym. So whoever hasn't scored a try, you've got to do new trees. I was one who hadn't scored a try that year. So I had little Daniel Mortimer with me. I'm little as in height, not little in everyone else. <laughs> he's, um, he's quite well built, old Mortz. Mm. Um, Daniel Mortimer, I mean. And he was he had to climb around me. Justin Horror was absolutely horrified and he was saying it was um, he was going to take us to to some sort of court about, tribunal. you know, yeah, some tribunal because you can't do it. I said, mate, well, what happens in the gym stays in the gym. Uh, do what you're told. I'm the captain, remember that? Um, so we had to do nude trees. So there was bits and bobs touching each other. And by Monday, which was Mad Monday, we'd been out since, I think, Friday night. I think we played Friday night that week. So Daniel Mortimer hadn't showered. So you can imagine him crumbing around me, Starkers, yeah, after a couple of days on the drink already, it was it was... Yeah, he was a bit heavy on the hooter. Did you kiss yeah. him? I didn't kiss. No, no I'm not. A, I'm, not a, I'm not a kisser. Oh. I'm not a kisser. Mate, if you, if that was your idea, Hindy, I think you need to be on some sort the of worst, a sex register. Well, the worst yeah. thing is when you come around and your fronts are touching, and you got to climb oh. around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It, it, it was an incentive, boys. Score a try next year. All right, score well, a try for us, and I think we won the spoon the following year. So. If, if you're going to be doing any more nude trees, and Dino, if, if you're helping Dino, out, mate, yeah. I was Dino all, would have loved I, a nude tree. I, I was scoring hat tricks, mate. I never <laughs> worried about not scoring tries. I didn't have to worry about any of that stuff. The only thing I would recommend before you do a nude tree is the Manscaped. We've got oh. them on board. We've got the the Manscaped, the, the the wonderful boxes. Then we've got the little kit here. We've got the ball wipes. We've got the little special. The little special uh, shaver here that's just, I could probably turn that on if can I knew Sorry, Maroon, can I ask, what, what are ball wipes? Are they well, like proper ball wipes to yeah, wipe your balls? Absolutely. <laughs> like, I've got them here somewhere. Look, there we go. So if you've had a hard day and you just say, well, I, I've, I've, I haven't got time to go home and have a shower, you can give your undercarriage a bit of a how's your father you know what? with these ball, ball wipes. I've got four boys at home. Right. Two of them are in high school. Right. They'd come in handy because yeah. I can't get them into a shower. So well, here you go, boys. Here's good. some ball wipes yeah. for you. And then you just go... Whack. 
Straight underneath there, fresh as a daisy. This at your place would be like, you know, people looking for the tissues during COVID. Look for the, they'd be so popular. So you can have those. I thought you uh, meant tissues COVID because I've got four boys at home. Yeah, that what you're yeah, something like that. And uh, Dino, you can have these, mate. Thanks, mate. And um, give them to your old man up there at Armadale, the great Jack Witters, and tell him I used to watch him play when I was watching the Group 19. <laughs> Size M, you won't fit into those, Dino. It's so good to see you, brother. Yeah, good to catch up with you, man. And Heidi, we'll see you again, obviously. Anthony, yes. Dean, good to see you. Good to see you too, Haven't mate. seen you in a while since I got sacked from the NRL. No, uh, been hard times, eh? But mm. I haven't got as much money as you, so <laughs> give me a loan <laughs> if you can. Let me help, help me out. Well, I can give you a ride home if that helps. Yeah. In the Tirana? Yeah. No, I got the... Camaro. Uh, Camaro. Camaro. Yeah, the Camaro. <laughs> you got it. We'll Still, take... Huh? Sorry, he's still got the big car. Yeah, he's got the Remember ram. The one you couldn't park anywhere. And I know I can still park it. I just yeah. park over the top of other cars. Yeah. <laughs> like Camaro. Remember <laughs> in the old days, I'll wrap this up now, but when you used to drink at the intersection, you had that um, uh, F-150. F-250. Yeah. F2, with the number plate, mmm, beer. Yeah. Yes, That's right. I've got another story too. We're going over time here. So I was up at Pearl Beach, up at my holiday house here, Dean. As Pearl you do. Beach. One, one of his many, one yeah. of his many holidays. And I've gone to the little local store there, the Pearl Beach Cafe there, and this little beer van rocks up with... MMB number oh, plates. I said, yeah. I said, because I, I scrapped the plates after I sold my U. Mm. And he goes, mate, they used to be my they used to be my plates. And he's, so he does beer runs. He comes to your house and hooks right. up your kegs and all that type of stuff. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good number it, plate. A pointless story, but mm. I, I found it fascinating that those plates turned up again. Well, because someone wrote on my tailgate, mmm, dickhead. I think, <laughs> I think it was Guru. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you thought we'd get mmm beer. Yeah. Well, tell you what we'll do, Heidi. We'll file that under stiff shit and we'll see you next time on the Legends of League podcast. Well, that's it for another edition of the Legends of League podcast. Thanks to our brand partner, Four Pines Brewing Company. You can give them a follow on social and we hope you do at Four Pines Beer or check out the website, fourpinesbeer.com. Now, next week for Throwback Thursday, Heidi is back in and he'll be joined by a rugby league journeyman, and all-round good guy PJ Marsh. He'll be on via Zoom. Uh, be sure to subscribe for the Legends of League podcast so you never miss an episode and show us your support by rating the show or leaving us a review. See all the best bits and the big announcements too. Social media at Legends of League AUS. That's it for another week. See you next time on the Legends of League podcast. Legends of League.